The following audio drama is rated R for rockin'. You can be sure that everything you wanted to see when you're a teenager is here. Just tantalizingly out of reach if you're under 17 or 18 years old. Hello, my name is Jay Petroquin, and I am the creator, lead writer, and producer of Additional Postage Required. Additional Postage Required follows Clementina Bianchi, a space male person delivering their way across a future where mankind has settled the stars faster than communications technology can keep up. A chance encounter awakens them to the letter opener, an ability that lets them hear conversations tied to their mail. The letter opener opens plenty of new doors into the lives of Clem's clients, with sometimes deadly results. Clem's season one adventures take them through a possibly haunted house, a murder mystery on an acid planet, and into the fight to take back a city from the hoverboard-based sports empire wringing it dry. Additional Postage Required is a bi-weekly audio drama podcast with a full first season out now. We are presenting Season 1, Episode 1, The Blue Jay Gig, Part 1, for your consideration and enjoyment. Additional Postage Required is co-produced by myself and Chris Hutton, and stars Kai Swanson as Clementina Bianchi. We are part of the Moonshot Podcast Network, and our full Season 1 cast list can be found through moonshotpods.com. Our show can also be found on Twitter at APR underscore podcast, and by email at additionalpostagerequired at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to write... Up. Set him up. Courier, you instructed me last night to wake you by 0800 local hours to begin your log. Yeah, okay, I, uh, thank you, Dolga. Oh, God, this is gonna be a whole thing. Do we have anything good in the fridge? You put something in the refrigerator when you arrived last night. Contents were not relayed to me. Oh, shit, that's right. I have, like... Like a whole thing of samosas I bought at a car. Love new Penzance. Hey, Doga, switch to the galley mic. We can do this while I put some food in my stomach. Feels like I haven't eaten in days. Yes, courier. Ah, perfect. Doga, the guy at the cart I stopped at, he had all these tattoos on his arms. Deer and birds, all in this really curvy style, like they were made out of smoke or something. I asked him about them while he was cooking, and you know what he told me? It is likely that I do not. Tells me his ten-year-old daughter did them. Couldn't believe it. If I could draw half as good as I can fly, maybe I'd be dealing in ink instead of postage stamps. Courier, is this information relevant to today's log? What? No, no, I'm just spouting shit. Putting it off, honestly. But you're right. Let's, uh... Let's get this over with. You recording? Recording has commenced. Okay. This is the log of Clementina Bianchi, courier. Space mail person delivering for... Well, um... For the Silverleaf Guild. (laughs) But who knows. Courier delivering for the Silverleaf Guild. Pilot of standard class cruiser Silverleaf XB01-AB21. The kind starlight. (laughs) If we're on a first name basis. This is my report for relative date, September 1, 2520. The following is a log of my last job, which has brought me to New Penzance on Saturn Moon Titan. And which... (laughs) did not end how I expected. This is gonna be a whole thing.
I took the job because I needed to get off of Crossed Atlas. I've been doing some runs for whatever cities could afford the shipping on new air cyclers for however many of their tenants could afford them. Every time I landed, the smell of overbreathed air and smoldering trash from lower levels would climb up to say hello. Not to mention, well, the sky there looks a lot emptier than usual these days. But even so, this planet has its attractions. There's a whole district of these flea markets that climb up the bridges in between housing towers. It's like a jungle gym, draped with clothes and curios and junk and treasure. Sometimes all four at once. I, uh, <laughs> you could call me a fan. Excuse me, pardon me, just trying to get a look here. Oh my god, look what we have here. Hey, hey, excuse me. Hold on to your land flies, I'm talking with a customer. This particular stall had a five-tiered display of jack tapes. If you haven't seen one, think what cassettes used to be used for, but only about the size of your finger. I got a player for these things as a bonus from a guy after I delivered him a few crates of contraband music from a planet that the record labels aren't allowed to acknowledge. Alright, you had a question? Probably more than one, really. How old are these jack tapes? They look second wave, but the circuits in these should all be dust by now, right? They're repros. Started getting made around 2330s. Ah, and they should play in any old player. I've got one wired up to my ship. And sometimes the connectors lose it if I've got the lights on in my bathroom, or even if I turn the stove on, or oh my god, you don't even want to see what happens when I turn the headlights on. So, I'm spending some time perusing tapes of everything from pro-colonist propaganda music to post-synth cloud wave soundscapes, the whole nine yards, when suddenly this guy comes up next to me. <laughs> this fucking guy. So, what's the right kind of music to mail death threats to? Sorry? Saw the patch on your jacket. Courier, right? Oh, yeah, you know. A little less death threats, a little more... Cinder blocks for the next skyscraper. Sure, pretty much. Whatever's getting built, right? Hey, I'll take these two. Whatever's getting built. <laughs> it's worth mentioning that this guy, hunched over a row of retro jazz metal, was a six-foot-six column of musk. Navy blue military jacket. Big enough to fit, but not enough to tamp down the way he held himself. All tight while he talked easy. This guy had something to say and was nervous to let it out, with all the subtlety of an unstable ship battery about to go critical. That's 35D. I can live with that. Bet you're making plenty of scratch in a place like this. You lot can't be too picky right now, right? Excuse me. Whoa, hey, wait up. Didn't mean to touch a nerve. My nerves are fine. I'd worry about yours. What? I... You make a habit out of asking minute interview questions to strangers at shops? You look like you got some secret you're clenching so tight you're worried it's gonna fall out of your ass. And you waddled up next to me just to announce it? Do you want something? Alright. I can see you catch on quick. I do my best. Actually, I have a job I need taken care of. Something I need shipped safely. Something... discreet. You know we've got boards for that, right? You post a job, we squabble over it like seagulls. Well, that's why I say discreet. Any flock of seagulls attracts an onlooker or two, and I need this mood with as little of a trace as possible. <sighs> okay. Listen, I get it. Whatever you're growing, or making, or selling, or buying must be very special, really illegal, or probably both. But do I look like a smuggler to you? Like I've got a secret route through an asteroid field? No, no, uh, but again, I know you people are taking whatever keeps you afloat right now, and I can offer you a price worth your while. If you can just keep it under the table. So this guy is talking of this phantom gig of his. And the problem is, he's not wrong. He's got my number, or the guild's number, I guess. And he knows when he tells me it'll pay 2,000 denarii that he's offering me a lifeline for the next couple weeks. 
and an easy route away from the death threats and cinder blocks or whatever. That's, that's, you know, that's a number. A big enough number for you to take a walk with me to iron out the details? Enough to keep me listening. I don't know whose ears you want to avoid, but I'm headed towards South Town. That works for me. I probably shouldn't put this in the report. Fuck. Hey, Doga, mark the last two minutes to delete later. Just to be safe. And so there I was, back from the market with a job from a guy who eventually told me his name was Marcus, to ship a huge crate of something he couldn't name to New Penzance. By the time I got back to my ship, it was already waiting in between two figures in black suits, doing their best to stay in the shadows. I don't know if they expected police or security or what, but all they got was a courier with two tapes of sea shanties. Because hey, I try to listen to a bit of everything. Hello? Hello? Are you Marcus, guys? I understand you have some shit for me? Alright, not the talkative type, I get that. Your employer was so covert about this. I was 50-50 on whether it'd be people or guard dogs with this thing. Here, I'll open the gangway. Marcus hadn't told me what I was transporting, but the destination told me a lot. I know New Penzance pretty well. Titan has some of the oldest post-Earth settlements we've got, so a lot of people have family there going way back. And when your roots are that deep, you start to make use of the underground real estate. Next thing you know, you've got smugglers with unsanctioned off-world flavors of the week. Then someone figures out what moon rocks you can grind up and smoke. And next thing you know, there's some kind of drug empire pulling the strings all across the city. Doga! We're headed to Titan New Penzance. Find the closest landing station to the Founders District. No! Wait. Second closest. Let's not stick out too much. Our employer appreciates your discretion. They speak? Here, you guys need an extra hand with that? Here, let me just... So I told them it's Three. all The one that posits that belonging is a state that can be negotiated in the shadow of like a I know. Fuck! What the fuck do you have in there? Alright, and now we're back to this? Fine. Don't tell me. Just would have liked a warning if it was going to scream at me. Well, let's get to it. Here. That's when I started working through questions that I probably should have pushed harder when Marcus and I were strolling down a southbound sky bridge that smelled like coriander and sweat. What I knew was that I had to get his precious screaming box to the dragonfly nest, where every dose of snortable space rock in the city gets measured and sent to market, in and out, hopefully without a fuss. Oh, and yes, I mean it. My cargo had screamed at me. I'll get back to that. Suffice to say, I was taking it fine. What the fuck was that? The fuck was that? Uh, Doga, you got that, right? Courier, what are you requesting? What am I- The scream, asshole. The big yell that fucking box did while we were loading it? Neither of those guys seemed to give much of a shit. <laughs> fuck me, I, I think I'm shipping a crate of screaming drugs. Courier, I was not recording at the time of cargo loading. However, my audio sensors did not pick up any sound from the cargo. You... You didn't? Negative. Huh. Courier, interludinal period to Titan is 3 hours, 24 minutes. Would you like to engage autopilot? Yeah, Doga, let's do that. I'm... I'm gonna... I'm gonna try a thing. Tell me if you hear anything coming from this thing, okay? Courier? Just, just do it. Understood. I didn't know what was going on. 
Well, okay. I, like, actively do not know what is going on. But I know more than I did. What I did know was what I had heard, or what it seemed like I had heard. Now, mind you, I don't set out to be nosy. If someone pays me to ship a mysterious box or letter leaking blood, I might suggest they put it in something that won't get soggy. But past that, it's not really my business. But, well, this box had screamed at me. And then it didn't. So, I employed the oldest scientific process I know. Seeing if I could make it happen again. Okay. Here goes nothing. I'm gonna touch it. I touched it. Huh. Nothing. Courier, is there any way I can assist you in whatever it is you are attempting? No, Doga. I don't think so. Not unless you have a quick way for me to verify if I'm losing it. I am not equipped for psychological evaluations, but could run a search. That was a joke, Doga. No, it's fine. I just don't know what I did earlier that made it make that noise. You're sure you didn't pick up anything? Affirmative, Courier. My receptors did not- Because I swear to God, one second I'm offering to help those suits, I get my hands on this thing- We're through That's not right. Fuck! Doga. How about that time? Nothing was picked up on auditory sensors. What? That doesn't- Oh, God. Okay. Okay. I'm letting up this time. You want to yell at me, you can howl all you want now. So, every time, it was like a tidal wave. Just this enormous crashing thing hitting me all at once. But this time, I held my hands to the box and kept listening. And as the wave crashed, I learned two things. One, those voices weren't in the air. I guess Doga had been telling me that. But I'm stubborn. Everything I heard... I heard the same way I heard my own voice. Second, like I said, they came like a tidal wave. And so, after a moment of crashing nonsense, screaming at me with what felt like everyone on Cross Atlas trying to get a word in at once, it died down. Well, uh, I'm not about to send it with just about anyone. Uh, you sure you don't have a connection? Uh, hello? What? Now you want more favors. I got you the stuff. You figure out the transport. Not my jurisdiction. Why not hire someone? Posted on a courier board? Pretty sure the guilds have a policy against aiding insurgencies. Aiding what? So you find one who's not in a guild. Figure it out. Alright, alright. I'll figure it out. And you're sure this is the real deal? (laughs) Jesus, Mark, you've seen my business cards. Do you really think I'd have font work that crisp if I was cheating you? Well, if it's anything less, Strelitzia's gonna be left with a crate full of fake detonator gel. And she can't exactly give me or anyone else off-world a call about it. You know how much can go wrong in the time it would take to get another courier to come back here and let me know that the whole thing's gone up in flames? It's a delicate position, Bella. If something does go wrong, your friend and her friends aren't going to have the time to send any snail mail anywhere. But rest assured, these blue jays will bounce. You uh hear about that setback at the Black Basin Colony. Yeah, faulty terraforma engine, wasn't it? Well, that's what they'll tell you. The truth is, mm, the reactor had a little help going boom. What was... 
what? No. Wait, what was... Stop. Well, if I write a memoir, I think I just found what it'll be about. And then I'll be arrested for assisting in war crimes. Doga, was that explosion real or in my little brain vacation there? Courier, the Khan's reactor system in the ship's engine has burned out. My evaluations indicate a lack of proper maintenance as the cause. Uh, shit! Why didn't you alert me? You could see I was a, a little preoccupied, right? Courier, I attempted to, but you continued caressing the cargo for approximately 3 minutes and 24 seconds. What? Immediate attention is advised. Yes, yes, I hear you, Doga. I just... Fine. Fine. Uh, something to do while I bounce my Blue Jays off this... Bounce. While I think about this. There's something therapeutic about taking care of the kind Starlight. It's been a hard time to get repairs done. What with? Well, a lot of couriers are short of a good mechanic right now. But I love doing what I can. And right then, it was exactly what I needed to start rationally and calmly working through what I had heard. So it's a recording. There's a, a player or a radio or something in there. And it's playing audio that I can hear, but Doga can't. <laughs> no, that's stupid. Doga's got a dozen mic arrays, and my hearing's been halfway shot ever since that concert on Olympus Mods. Come on, come on, you motherfucker. Okay, come on. I applied a bit of the old technical green thumb to the engine, and it's purring like a two-headed cat now. Come on, go, go. Come on, come on. I'll bounce your fucking blue jays, you little... Hey, there you go, princess. You have a nice nap? Courier, reactor functionality has been restored. However, it is advised attention is kept on the engine for the remainder of the voyage in case of further issue. Alright, that's fine. Hey, Doga, do you have any files in your database about amplifier drugs? Psychonarcotics? I am barred by AI protocol from encouraging couriers in unhealthy life habits. Ha, no. Not for me. I'm worried more about whether I might have already taken something. Don't know where, or when, or how, but how else do you explain my package telling me about explosives and a rebel uprising, and blue jays, bouncing. That phrase is a real earworm for some reason. And names. There were names in there. God, I just... I just heard this an hour ago, and now my whole head is just soup. It's a jambalaya of bullshit I didn't ask for. Fuck it. Never mind. These blue jays will bounce. What does that even mean? Just a weird phrase. Hey, Doga, do a cross-search in your database for me. Pull up whatever you have on explosives. Maybe contraband, one specifically if that helps. And then see if blue jay comes up anywhere. Searching. Talking explosives. Well, at least it's not talking drugs. No, 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 no. I don't think one is better than the other. Courier, one match was found. A gel-based explosive compound called Blue Jay Gum, typically used in demolitions. The compound sinks into surfaces on which it is applied and will reverberate at high frequency when exposed to loud noise, causing structures to crumble from within. Huh. And so they bounce around until they level the place to dust. Doesn't sound very contraband-y, but also doesn't exactly sound like a sanctioned rebuilding project. My job isn't to get involved in the lives behind my deliveries. Normally, a job like this never would have made it to market. 
But even so, there's a code of conduct for these things. Ways we're meant to be and not be. It's only your business for the distance from one spaceport to another. And I like that. Don't get me wrong. I, the anonymity of that is part of why I do what I do. I like being unknown and yet. Huh. I just want to know what it's for. White insurgency. Didn't hear anything about that last time I was in town. Nothing in the newscast since. I mean, those are always out of date, but still. And yet, I just couldn't stop thinking about what I'd heard. And I kept hanging on to the idea that if I pushed a little further, dug a little deeper, maybe I would find an answer to what was happening to me. And how. Hey, Doga. I'm going to need you to do something. Keep an eye on the engine. Let me know if anything starts to go sideways again. Courier. As previously stated, the Kant's reactor is working currently, but requires constant supervision. I know. And I'll be back to babysit it in a bit. I just need to figure this out first. It's eating me up and isn't going to stop chewing until I give it something more to nibble on. Understood. I will alert you if the engine experiences any sudden complications, although the effects themselves will in all likelihood be loud enough to alert you on their own. Thanks, buddy. Honestly, I was just kind of on a roll. We have that code of conduct and all, but, well. Usually the most I get on a package is the person delivering it complaining about their ex-husband who I have to get it to. Or a grower on a produce moon offering me rejected carrots. This little brain frequency thing was a lot more than rejected carrots. This was... This was a whole crossed atlas market. And so, I went in to see what looked good. And listen, I don't blame you. They're perfectly good mangoes. I just didn't expect you to show up in my kitchen with a whole produce aisle. Well, you'll go through them, won't you? I wanted to send you off with something. Some kind of extra gift. Repayment. Strelitzia. And, frankly, it isn't my fault that a produce truck happened to crash into the dragonfly nest. What am I supposed to do with the mess? What? Who is this now? What happened to the driver? Broken leg. We helped him set it and offered him a better job. Did you really? So what's he doing now? Delivering me more mangoes. That was a joke, Marcus. I'm joking. Oh, <laughs> you got me good. Indeed. On the topic of delivery drivers, I think you should take Bella's advice. About the silver leaves? Sure, I think she's right. Uh, the problem is you can't exactly go up and knock on Hearth Oak Station's door anymore. Indeed. It still puzzles me what happened there. Yeah. Call me superstitious, but the whole thing just up and going like that? That's the kind of thing you spend a lot of resources to do if you want to keep people beneath you. Cut off their whole means of communicating. Communication is certainly at the heart of it, friend. I've heard something of my own about what's happened to those couriers, though. What? And I would dare say whatever's happening there is a lot stranger than the machinations of the colony authority could produce. Courier? No, shut up. This is important. I need to know. No? What do you think, then? Come on, spill it. Duga, please, I am trying to hear this. Well... No, no. No, fuck! Doga, explain to me why that was necessary. Because I think... I think I was this close to something. I was inching on it, and then I... I have to go back. I, I, I have to try to find it again. Courier. I was merely alerting you to the fact that we are approaching the moon of Titan. Estimated entry into local gravity in five minutes. Five? Doga. How long was I in there? 
you have been interfacing with the cargo for approximately two hours, ten minutes. What? How is that possible? The kind starlight began its journey to Titan at approximate time. That was rhetorical, Doga. I I can do the math. I... Wow. Courier, your presence is requested in the pilot's chair for descent into Titan. Yeah, I'm coming, I'm coming. The funny thing... All right. The stupid thing, I guess, is that I wasn't really thinking about what was actually happening to me anymore. I mean, the question was there, sure. Looming like that box was casting a shadow over my whole ship. Still is. I'll tell you that right now. But no, at that moment, I guess the curiosity over what I had heard was taking over. I wanted to know what a drug lord needed with vibrating explosives. I also wanted to know what else she was besides a drug lord, because that last conversation didn't sound like normal talk in between hawking bags of moon dust. I was going to get this thing where it needed to go. That was my job. Starting descent to New Penzance. Opening communications with South Station 5 for landing. Local time is 10.53 a.m. Well, you know what they say. Rain or shine or meteor shower. Let's see how much weirder this day can get. been listening to Additional Postage Required Episode 1, The Blue Jay Gig, Part 1, starring Kai Swanson as Clementina Bianchi and Felix Kingsley as Doga, with Stephen Chisholm as Marcus, Siren Song as Bella, Lex Frazier as Strelitzia and Kay Bay, Christopher Hutton, Max Newland, Anna Stein, and Theodore Monk as the ensemble. The Blue Jay Gig Part 1 was written, directed, and edited by Jay Petroquin, and produced by Jay Petroquin and Chris Hutton. The show's opening theme, Kind Starlight, was written and produced by Jay Petroquin and Timothy Lamarck. Other sound effects and background sounds are courtesy of freesound.org, and the show's artwork was created by Gary Calupo. The launch of Additional Postage Required's first season is dedicated to the memory of Caroline Petroquin. If you would like to support Additional Postage Required, great news, you can. We are on Patreon at patreon.com slash additional postage required. Season 1 was recorded entirely through the goodwill, ambition, and hard work of people really just in it for the love of the story. In the future, we hope to use your generosity to reward that work, and you can help us do that for as little as a dollar a month. Additional postage required can be found on Twitter at APR underscore podcast. We are also a member of the Moonshot Podcast Network, where you can find a galaxy of shows ready to blast their own cavalcade of voices into your head. We can't guarantee that you'll hear about another rebel uprising, but you will catch wind of tabletop adventures, hyperfixations, and a whole lot more. Find out more at moonshotpods.com. And hey, don't forget to write. Welcome, one and all, to Riley Hopkins and their amazing friends, the actual play podcast that steals... What does that mean? That means that we take stories from corporations and come back and tell our own fanfic-inspired actual plays with them. We do things like a Star Wars podcast that takes place 300 years after The Last Jedi. What if any Zoids media was good? We tell stories in those spaces that are better than the ones that the corporations tell us because we're not fucking cowards. Please, 
Come join us at Riley Hopkins and their amazing friends to hear a plethora of wonderful stories every once in a while on the Moonshot Podcast Network. Riley Hopkins and their amazing friends. Hosted by me, Riley Hopkins.